You're at 657 AM. Radio carrying 24 hours a day. 657 AM. We continue with that Friday fever uh, getting into the... We are already actually into the weekend because as we know here on I Am Live, the weekend starts right after 6 p.m. And we are well into uh, the weekend because it is five minutes past 7 p.m. This is... I am live on a Friday evening right here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM. Now we're heading right into our tech impact. The conversations that we have about how the technologies that exist in our lives, how do they impact us? Do they do us good? Should we be running away from them? Um, Should we be concerned about just how advanced technology is becoming? I was just recently watching a video essay about a development that they've made on how to to help cure paraplegics and it is beginning to and if you know paraplegics um, and it's not a reversible thing um, because it, it says that the science says that the nerves in the spine that cause the the body to just not move or to to be um, you know in that in that stationary position um, are still there and they're just not they're dormant they're not active so they found a way that they can actually communicate with them using algorithms and I was sitting and wondering to myself and I suppose this can also be used as a some kind of a hard ask right like do you mm. think technology will ever get to a place where it's so good that people just feel like they don't need God? Because another bad habit that we have as people is that when times are tough, when you have no other option, we tend to run to God. Um, and that that's what makes a lot of us end up thinking that God or a lot of non-believers end up thinking that God is a superstition because we treat him as such, right? Uh, when times are tough, we then run to him because yay, 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 yay. <laughs> but anyways, um, Charles, what do you have for us on your plate tonight? Uh, firstly, I would like to address something that's happening in the world right now with regards to whether technology actually has an influence in our lives. There's an app called Airbnb, and I know a lot of people probably know about Airbnb, yes. but in South Africa, it's not functioning. Uh, it's not used as it's mainly used overseas. So what certain people now did is they booked vacations in Airbnb uh, well, on Airbnb for vacations in Ukraine, but obviously nobody's going to the Ukraine now because they're act- actively in war with Russia, right? So what these people did is they booked the vacation for Ukraine, but like, uh, say tonight's Friday night, they would book two nights accommodation for tomorrow and Sunday, and then you pay Airbnb, and Airbnb would then actually pay the the tenant or the owner or the manager of that hotel need to pay that amount of, but they obviously don't get those people in. So that's how people are legitimately donating money to Airbnb um, vacation rentals in Ukraine in order for Ukrainian people to actually survive the war as well as take in people that lost their homes due to missile fire or whatever the case might be. And when I heard that, I just thought, what a great, great, great way to use technology uh, in a legitimate way to get money to relieve the um, the financial stress that the people in Ukraine are currently feeling. Mm. So um, please don't think that this is me giving you financial advice and saying that you should do that. But I just thought it might be a good idea to share that that's how technology can be used. Uh, just a very basic way, but it's a legitimate way to get money across countries. So 
Use it, don't use it. Uh, that's open for your interpretation. Then something that I would like to share that I thought would be quite cool is the iPhone SE. The pricing has been released for South Africa, and that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was actually released earlier today. Did you see that, Kevin? The uh, it was actually released um, last week. Uh, the SE along with the Mac, the Mac Studio that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm talking the local oh, pricing. The, the pricing. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, no, no. So I haven't the, seen the the local pricing. The iPhone SE 64 gigabytes, which is not that big for a phone, but you can get one for nine thousand eight hundred, and I thought that's not a bad price for a serious part of tech. Uh, mm. And it's scary to consider that you're already spending ten thousand rand. But the iPad Air. Uh, 64 gig which is the same thing but obviously you won't be able to make phone calls or use data on it it's going to cost you 11,500 it's I know it's a massive amount of money to be spent on something that's tech wise but I do feel that Apple is trying to hook the uh, I almost want to say the lower income market just because they are making these devices a lot more affordable yeah. but you have to bear in mind that the new iPhone SE is sort of comparable to the iPhone 8, but not quite. Uh, it's a bit better than the iPhone 8, but it's not as good as the iPhone 13 on probably the 14 that will be released soon. Mm, yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yo, that, that, is, that is quite interesting. I saw the, the iPhone SE release, and I really, personally, I feel like in as much as I, I am a huge fan of Apple's different approach, to devices and technology and their um you know their patience to wait until they perfect a thing but at the mm. same time i also feel like they can get away with a lot like they yes they can they can do minimal changes to a device and everybody just goes crazy um, I mean, yep. if you think about the fact that the chip, the new chip that, that's been used on the SE is not even a new chip. It's literally an no. old chip they used to manufacture. Now they've made it very cheap to manufacture that chip. And now they're putting it into this phone. So you can just imagine how much, how much profits they're raking in. Like, it's mad. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah cause I think the, 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 the new iPad Air is a more viable option. Yeah. Um, to be totally honest with you, because the the new iPad Air, it's not that more expensive. I think it's about a thousand five hundred bucks more expensive. But then you're actually getting the M1 chip. Exactly. Um, exactly. Which and is you, amazing. Yeah, and so, you know that yeah. it'll be viable for the next ten years. You'll be Probably, able to yeah. use it without problem. I mean, the next seven guaranteed mm. you'll get updates, but then an extra two um, until your. I mean, right now I I was using an iPad Mini. Um, I don't. I think it's probably from twenty. Can't remember when. Probably twenty fourteen or something. Uh, or if mm. not a bit older than that, it might be a bit older than that. But like you cannot download anything. It's just Telegram and the um, the default apps that it came with. So you can't even put Google Maps. You can't put Google Chrome. Um, There's a workaround on that though. Ah, I'll, we'll talk off air. <laughs> 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 I need that workaround. I need it. I yes. need it. I need it. Yeah, no, that that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome. But anyways, um, another thing that's exciting me is the MacBook Air. It's both exciting me and not. It's exciting me because it's 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 
going to push the industry of personal computing further, like much further. Um, so the magic that Apple has done with the MacBook, uh, or not with the MacBook, with the Mac Studio, is that they've taken the M, actually the real secret behind it is the, the M1 chip within it. It is not the M1 chip that we, where, that we saw in the previous devices that they released. So the M1 Max, the M, M1 Pro, and the M1, the original M1. This is called the M1 Ultra. And what makes it different and special is the fact that they've they they have this thing called ultra fusion where they've ta- they take two M1 chips merge them together which by the way is something that the industry of technology or the um silicon chip industry has been trying to do for many many years they've been trying to figure out how can they merge so for example if you have a intel laptop that's a core i5 10th gen imagine if you could take that chip and merge it buy another one and merge the two so that they talk to each other seamlessly and without any latency between the two chips you would literally double more than double the power that your laptop has just by putting um, that chip the computing power would be insane right so apple has managed to do that not just with the cpu but also with the gpu and the neural engine within that chip and that is very very impressive so what's impressive what's exciting me is not that not just the fact that apple has been the first company to do this but what also excites me is the fact that how many companies are looking and are going to copy apple where now we're going to live in an age, I mean, Apple is not going to allow you to merge the chips yourself. But um, imagine if Intel does this, because I can easily remove the Intel chip from my laptop. Uh, I mean, Charles, you have experience in building a a, a computer from the ground, just using an empty tower box, right? Yes. You know what I mean? Imagine if you could buy two chips and merge them together. Like, just imagine how insane that would be. I mean, it would take you much longer to even change that lap, that computer um, and need a new one. I think, you know what? I am really looking forward to a future, my personal future, right? Um, there's this app that I bought and um, I purchased it for like 200 and I think it was like 300 and something rands. Um, it's, it, it was an app that... Uh, put, put a lot of value in my life now the thing that irritates me about it is that they don't update it regularly and what i wish they would do with updates right oh and another thing i should mention is that i don't like subscription services particularly because i feel like they are you're literally renting an app right i was in zimbabwe last week thursday friday came back on saturday did you know that zimbabwe does not have uh youtube premium Shaw? no Uh, That's another interesting tech thing to put on the plate. So Zimbabwe doesn't have YouTube premium. It has very limited services when you get there. So I'm a YouTube premium subscriber, which means I get free, uh, not free. I get um, YouTube originals. There's no ads. I'm able to watch a video on the YouTube app and then also just scroll out so that it turns into a small screen. I can listen to uh, anything on YouTube with my screen switched off. I don't have to keep it on. There's a lot of benefits that comes with it, right? Including YouTube music. So when I got to Zimbabwe, I opened my YouTube app and it literally told me um, in this country, there are services that you might not have access to in your YouTube premium. I'm still paying 
but I just wouldn't have access to those services, right? And this is the thing I don't like about um, um, subscriptions, the fact that I don't own the product. The company still owns the product. If you buy a bicycle and you take it to Zimbabwe, you'll still be able to ride it in Zim. If you buy a car and drive it to another country, you'll still own that car. It is not dependent on where the company has made it accessible. Um, and this is what I, uh, one of the things I don't like about them. So when I was saying earlier that I'm looking forward to a future, I'm looking forward to a future where the world functions a lot like what Apple has done. Um, you see how Apple has... Um, for example, made their iPhones cheaper and the M1. I mean, honestly speaking, the M1 MacBook Air is worth a lot more than what Apple is charging right now. You can get it from as little as 17,000 rands. That's a very affordable price for a computer that, for the everyday person, for a computer that is that capable. I mean, it switches on in a matter of seconds. Um, The battery lasts for a week If you're not a video editor and you don't produce music, you're just literally working using a computer the way that an average person would use it, that is a beast of a machine that will last you at least a decade. Um, Now, my point is that Apple, instead, what Apple has done is they understand that they can't keep selling you new and new and new and new products. So what they've done instead is they focused on selling you products, for example, even though I don't like them, subscriptions like you, you can subscribe to uh, Apple TV Plus um, and they're selling you other things instead. So I would prefer a future where I don't need to change my laptop for like 20 to 30 years, but rather have companies try to figure out ways to sell me things that I have an option to buy, right, in order to make minor improvements on my machine. Does that make sense, Shaw? Yes. Yes, I think I understand what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would love that because kind of like the app that I'm, I am I was talking about that I purchased earlier, they, they're very slow to give updates. But I would, I would I, even though I bought it, I would appreciate for the sake of them upgrading it much quicker, for them to charge me for each upgrade, let's say five rand or even 20 bucks, something affordable. Um, and then because I, I bought it, because I wanted to own it rather than for me to subscribe and then I need to pay on a monthly basis something that I don't own. But let us know what are your thoughts when it comes to um, um, ownership and what does it mean in this era that we're stepping into. Imagine buying a car and then you still have to pay a subscription service to get certain features in that car. Would you like that? Like, is that a world that you want to live in? Or do you prefer the world of ownership that I buy it, I own everything that is in it and there is nothing that is blocked from me accessing it uh, or accessing any features, right? Um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that MacBook, uh, Mac Studio uh, that Apple released last week, which honestly speaking looks amazing. Um, it is Uh, specifically designed it's called a studio for studio work so if you're an artist you draw if you do music if you are um, 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 a person who creates video then that machine is created for you in fact i think it would work very well for us here at radio since we work a lot with audio files and we sometimes we do design even though it's not heavy work the audio is much very heavy work Um, so i think it would work very very well Uh, But we're not in an Apple company. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Hope to be, but not. Yeah, yeah, not at the moment. Yes, Shaw? No, I'm sad. We hope to be an Apple company, but not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to take our breather right there. Uh, we're going to listen to Sean P., Blood of the Lamb, and then we'll be back with our discussion for the evening. So do get your thinking caps ready. Remember that you can connect with us on the WhatsApp line if you want to uh, discuss any of the conversations that we're having here. It's 082-657-2729. Or you can connect with us on our social media on all of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, uh, even on YouTube. You can search for us as I Am Youth Radio. On YouTube, it's more specifically I Am Youth Movement. Uh, But if you search for I Am Youth Radio, you should be able to come across our content.